0: Today, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Barrow columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Today we're catching up with Cameron McLean. Cameron is MD of Great Northern Mining, which trades under the code GNM, or Golf November Mike. Its last sale price was 2.2 cents for a market cap of about 20 million. Great Northern used to go by another name, but we don't need to worry about that. Suffice to say, it made the pivot in August last year to gold or more specifically, gold in North Queensland, by picking up not one, not two, but three gold mines, a couple of hundred kilometres to the northwest of Townsville. The three mines were producers from Heapley operations in the 1990s, when a miserable gold price was closing mines across the country. Listeners, uh, in fact, might remember that it was in 1997 that Federal Treasurer at the time, Peter Costello, thought it was a good thing to flog off two-thirds of the country's gold reserves, For Australian dollars, 450 an ounce, he picked the bottom of the market. All right, as gold has pretty much trended up ever since. With the yellow metal last selling for Australian dollars 2,660 an ounce, under the current price environment, there's obviously a different glow over the three mines picked up by Great Northern. While there is a production history there and a smallish resource base at the mines already, this is the story of exploration upside. As apart from anything else, the previous mining was just shallow stuff. With limited drilling beyond depths of thirty meters or so, so we've got lots to talk about. So with that, I'm going to say good day to Cameron and thank him for his time today. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Barry. Thanks very much for having me. Right, Cameron. uh, Lots to talk about, as I mentioned. Maybe we could start out first of all by just getting a snapshot of uh, your background.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I'm my background is commercial from an um, accounting background. First, my first job was. Uh, at Western Mining, uh South Bank Towers in Melbourne. Um right. and I've been involved ever since uh at in you know, a commercial capacity uh in the mining sector. Um made the move to Perth around about eleven years ago. Um yeah, been involved with, with ASX listed companies uh, ever since then.
0: Right. Okay. So love we'll a dollar for every time we speak to someone who's ex WMC. <laughs> great uh, <laughs> great training ground that it was. It was. Right now, I mentioned the three mines: the uh, Golden Cup, Big Rush, and Camel Creek. Uh, the two there's two of them uh, which are relatively close together: uh, Camel Creek and Golden Cup. And then we've got Big Rush, which lies about 100 kilometres to the southwest. Now I know you've been drilling. Do you want us to run through where you've been drilling and uh, what we've been seeing today?
1: Yeah. So um, we followed up drilling at Big Rush and Golden Cup from late last year, um, and we completed. Uh, drilling at Camel Creek, which we had pretty say was our maiden uh, drilling program. And we did about two and a half thousand metres. Um, we released uh, some assay results, the uh, four metre and one metre uh, composites um, with some good thick uh, high grades, five metres at uh, five grams, uh, up to 30 metres uh, at three grams. Um, so we're very happy with, with that. Camel Creek has got uh, up to four kilometres of strike. Uh, we tested about 700 metres. So there's a lot of targets that we have to go back uh, and visit as well. Um, so the drill rigs finish at, uh, at this campaign at Big Rush tomorrow. So uh, as we speak today, they are putting 20 holes in the heap leach pad at Big Rush, uh, where there's about a million uh, tonnes of remnant material, um, which we think would be a bit of a free kick for the company uh, once we get it processed.
0: Right. Uh, I think the, uh, collectively the the three mines produced more than 150,000 ounces at close to two grams a tonne uh, back uh, finishing up in the 90s um, and all essentially uh, heap leach operations. Is that, uh, is that the pathway the company intends going down or is there a, a deeper hard rock uh, sort of uh, picture emerging
1: yeah, so we, we'll know a bit more about that after this drill program. Um, but that that's an option. Um, there is some uh, similarities, and associations with the the geology or the signature at Fosterville uh, that we're seeing here. So it's a bit unknown how what, what what will happen at depth. But I guess we've had a bit of a head start in that you know they had produced over one hundred and fifty thousand ounces you know, at good grades. So. Knowing that we are drilling under um, proven uh, gold is always a always a good thing.
0: Well, you mentioned the one of the magic names in the Australian gold scene now, Fosterville there in Victoria, which did start out as uh, uh, well. Goes back to the eighteen hundreds, of course, but in its recent incarnation was started out as a heap leach operation in its early years, and uh, it was drilling at depth that eventually uncovered the the Swan Zone. So there's good geological reason to think that a similar, not that you'll necessarily find another phosphor, but that there's unknown gold potential at depth at this stage?
1: That's, that's right. I mean, it, it produced over, it was actually over 160,000 ounces um, and only uh, when as deep, only mined as deep as uh, 30 metres when they got to the base of oxidation, they pretty much stopped because the gold price um, made it uneconomic to go any further. Um, and so, yeah, if you know, if we can, if we can keep testing, and you know, there's gold at depth. Um, we found at Camel Creek there was gold in every every hole, all eighteen holes um, hit gold, um, and so that's always a a, a positive, um, mm. and creates uh, a good. Uh, you know, we could go back and do five thousand meters quite easily um, with the m- number of targets that we've got. Mm.
0: Uh, how's the company uh, funding looking? Uh, for the program,
1: so we're funded uh, for you know minimum of twelve months. Um, we've done uh, three capital raises, um, each at a premium to the last. So it's been um, quite a good uh, twelve months for us. Um, and I think as we've we've done a lot of there's been a lot of corporate activity since we sort of rebranded, um, brought in experienced executives, um, and. You know, tightened up the share registry. Um, so we're, we're funded, we recently paid um, out all 100, 100% of the consideration to the vendor um, for the three gold mines. So we own them 100% without any royalties attached. Um, and because we did that early, we got a 50% discount. So um, we replaced that um, with our most recent raise. And so we're funded to do more drilling.
0: Right. Uh you mentioned some uh key appointments there. Um mining exploration is pretty much about people and people and people. Uh just run us through some of the uh the board changes in particular that have been made.
1: Yeah. Well, so one of my roles was at Kagara Zinc um mm-hmm. back in the day. Um and Kim Robinson was one of the founders um of KZL. Um uh, which went to I think it was about a 1.6 billion dollar market cap. Um at one stage, uh, so he's came on, come on as chairman. Obviously, very very experienced. Um, and we also added a technical director, which is Simon Coxall, uh who people may remember from um, Echo Resources, where he was MD, and obviously that got bought out um, by uh, Northern Minerals, uh, and our shareholders in that did pretty well as well.
0: Mm, I think it was. Ended up being about $180 million takeover. I, I think, think it was, yeah. Mm. Okay. So I was just wondering, um, North Queensland, how's that going with COVID? Is that hampering your uh, exploration plans at all?
1: Uh, not really, no. There's a bit of administration, so you've got to apply for a, a travel pass into Queensland um, and for specific um, roles, um, and then you've got to apply for a G2G pass and self-quarantine um, when you get back to WA. So that's sort of a, a two-tiered thing. Um, and so, yeah, you've just basically got to stay inside when you get back to back to WA. But we've made two trips um, since COVID sort of started. Mm. Um, and whilst, um, you know, it's a bit, bit of a hassle, but, you know, it could be worse
0: right how do you get there is it via townsville and drive out
1: or yes so you fly Mm -hmm. perth brisbane townsville and then it's about a three and a half hour drive um so it's near greenvale Mm -hmm. Um, so it's all bitumen uh no no Mm -hmm. so i think the last probably hour and a half is is dirt but good roads nonetheless so you get the b doubles can get in there quite easily Mm -hmm.
0: and since the mines were closed back in the 1990s i take it or the Plants and equipment, the infrastructure is uh, has is gone. Isn't
1: yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. been completely re- rehabilitated. So um, it's been held in a deceased estate for quite some time, um, owned by Sir Mick Curtin. Um mm-hmm. And so it was a kind of a twi- tricky acquisition because of that. Um, and but so we, I we we had our eye on it for a while, um, but needed to sort of structure the deal um, to have an intermediary. Uh, acquire it that we could buy it off.
0: Right. So it is uh, 100% uh, Great Northern now? It is, yes. That's all done and dusted. And what was the, uh, was there a, an end consideration involved or is it just yeah. cash?
1: So, so cash, so basically all in all, we paid just under a million dollars for it uh, I- instead of the original 1.85, I think it was all up.
0: Right. And I think there are some small resources there. Is that the case? Uh, Jork compliant resources there?
1: Yeah. So historically, it's never been in um, a public company, a listed company until now. So there hasn't Mm -hmm. been a Jork requirement. So when we came in uh, and drilled at Big Rush and Camel Creek late last year and early this year, we released um, maiden Jork uh, resources of 30,000 at Golden Cup and 47 at, at Big Rush.
0: Okay. Um, do you have some figure in mind that uh, what sort of resource base you might need to uh, contemplate a return to production? Um, I, I think, well,
1: I think, you know, there's some back of the cigarette packet kind of uh, numbers that you know, we go, go through, but I think we'd be looking at, as a result of this, um, this campaign, a minimum of half a million ounces uh, at each of the, the two projects um mm. uh Golden Cup, we we haven't got enough yet to to put a number on that.
0: Mm. And early days, I appreciate, but um of the three, do you think of Big Rush and Camel Creek as the one sort of project or um I, I think
1: so I think Big Rush and Camel Creek could be um, you know, a, a company maker on their own in, in, mm. in isolation. Um but uh, I think you know because of their proximity, you know, we we will keep running them uh, side by side um, uh, to to bring them into production, you know, hopefully into the in the near future.
0: Mm. And since picking it up, have the, all three been subject to drilling campaigns?
1: Yes, that's right. right. So two two campaigns at Big Rush now, uh, one campaign at Golden Cup, and one at Camel Creek.
0: Right. And uh, you ran through some of those uh, results earlier. Uh, High-grade stuff, um, we're talking um, uh, quartz vein gold? Yes, that's right. Mm. And is there any theory as to uh, what sort of uh, depth you, sh- you should be drilling to or are you initially just going to focus on, say, the first 100 metres, first 150 metres to build a resource base?
1: Yeah, so we've drilled this campaign. Um, we've gone below 200 metres. Um at camel creek and and big rush um just to get an understanding uh of of the depth uh if it's open at depth um but indications are from camel creek that 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 is uh, but we won't know until big rush uh assays come out in the next couple of weeks
0: Uh, interesting stuff uh, particularly uh, given this is the first time the market we'll be having a good look at these uh, these mines in a sense because they were locked up in private hands for those. They
1: were, they were, yeah, and that's why they weren't really well known.
0: Mm. Are there any uh, known, better known mines in that uh, particular region? Well, I guess you've got Mount Carlton um,
1: and I guess Kidston, although we're going back a bit. Um, mm. Great Southern are up there as well. Uh, so... The name we're starting to see a little bit more the profile of uh, Northern Queensland mines to get raised a little bit,
0: um, mm. and I think we're helping in that in that regard. Mm-hmm. And your operational base there is that out at uh, Greenvale or is it back in Townsville?
1: So mainly back at Townsville. So our head office is based in Perth, um, but uh, Simon and also. Um, my network as well is quite strong in that in that Townsville region, um, and so we we have people going out of Townsville to site, um, and we have obviously Eagle Drilling um, does all our drilling, uh, who are all through North Queensland.
0: Right, and uh, looking to the future, um, I was just wondering if you could give the investors a bit of a feel for what they should be looking out for in coming months.
1: Yeah, so. We will have um, the four-metre results at uh, Big Rush in the next couple of weeks, which will be followed by the one-metres. We've got, uh, I'm not sure about the timing of a resource upgrade, but but that should be later in the year. Uh, Whether we can get some follow-up drilling into this year, we'll have to see because obviously we'll have a lot of data from this drill program, um, which is the first meaningful kind of MET testing that, Mm. uh, that we would have. Um, and so we've had a number of discussions on the heat bleach material at, um, at Big Rush. Well, actually, there's two and a half million tonnes across the three projects. So um, we're, we're in advanced discussions about the processing of that, that material. Uh, so there should be something a little bit more concrete that we can, that we can announce in the next mm. couple of months, uh, which is exciting because you know, if, if there's uh, some good grades there, then it gives us a bit of a free kick.
0: Mm. Is there feel at this stage what the grade might be?
1: Not really. Um, th- at, at Big Rush, we had grab samples of up to 7 and 9 grams. Um, but whether that's consistent throughout you know, what is 10 metres high uh, and 1 million tonnes, we'll, we'll have to see.
0: Mm. Having said that, though, the, the grade recovered grade of uh, 1.91 grams a ton historically was quite high grade for a heap leach
1: yeah yeah it is it's and that's what one of the things that attract us to these to these projects
0: mm. um, I, I take it they essentially uh, the when it was in private hands they essentially uh, mined the oxide um, I was just wondering is there any change in the metallurgy uh, or any difficulties expected as you move from fresh rock into primary not really no I mean um
1: we've we've had experience in that in that area with with both so um and obviously mount carlton was refractory um mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know very very viable asset on its own so yeah we don't see any any issues there
0: mm. uh, as you appreciate cameron there's uh there's always a debate in the mining market circles about uh, when you've got a project like this should you uh Stand back and explore for X number of years to get a full appreciation of just what you've got, or should you be targeting um, uh, getting into production to generate cash flow as early as possible? Where do you stand on that sort of trade-off, and how do you view it at this stage?
1: Yeah, I think the the first alternative that you talked about, um, you know, exploring properly um, and making sure we have an understanding as to the the full size of the ore body, rather than being any any huge rush to to get into production, I think um, if all things go well with the um, sale of the gold at the heap leach on the heap leach pads, that, that will help to, to fund without dilution any further dilution. Um, mm-hmm. So that gives us time to to be able to do some serious um, meters across the three projects.
0: Right. Okay. So with a what is it? A Twenty million dollar market cap. Uh, plenty of leverage to the upside there from exploration results
1: yeah and i guess everyone says they're cheap um they're undervalued but you know i like to think that um sitting on uh, three gold assets um of the magnitude of big rush has got two and a half kilometers of strike there's three pits there that have got good grades um we're seeing good signs from um the drilling that we're currently doing at big rush and obviously camel creek there's you know we've only. Tested 700 meters, there's another three kilometers um, to go back to. So, yeah, we, we see a lot of upside. We've got, we see exciting times for the company. Um, you know, I feel like uh, it's been a busy year for us, um, both operationally and commercially. Um, and we've rid- got rid of all the distractions, if you like. Um, and now we can just kind of concentrate on, on furthering those assets.
0: Right. Okay, there we go, folks. Interesting story. Um, not your average exploration story, but uh, with a big exploration overlay. Obviously, those mines were probably undercapitalized back in the 90s, and gold prices didn't help, so the, the full exploration potential wasn't uh, accurate, accurately accessed. And we're going to see that now. So, Kevin, uh, we look forward to uh, coming results, and we thank you for your time today. Good luck with it. All, thank Thanks, Barry. Nice talking to you.